Hello and a warm welcome. I'm Armin Trost, professor at the Furtwangen University in Germany. And this is my series on human resources strategies, a real master course for advanced HR students, professionals and executives. This series is available on YouTube and on all podcatchers like iTunes or Spotify. All slides that support this series are available on my website. For more information, please read the description to this YouTube or podcast. I'd also like to refer to my book, Human Resources Strategies, available at most online bookstores. So, again, thanks for listening Have fun and gain valuable insights into the fascinating world of HR strategies. So, with this episode, we start into a completely new chapter about remuneration, compensation, salary, pay, however you name it. And it's really funny, when you go to a conference about training and development, you mainly meet women. And if you go to a conference which is more about compensation, you mainly find men. Why is that? <laughs> uh, I think that's partly, partly due to the fact that men have more interest in uh, numbers, things, uh, and women more in people. I don't want to stereotype here too much, uh, but there is a... Uh, a robust a tendency. And there is the idea that remuneration is about money. Uh, there's the idea that remuneration is a financial thing, but it's not. It's also, it's also, of course, it's also about money, of course, but it's not, so, it's not a financial issue. Uh, it's a social issue. It's a psychological issue mainly, because as we're going to see, remuneration has a lot of effects on human behavior and human, be human performance. So, so I would like to dig deeper into that and I would like to highlight some, some areas that we have to take into consideration whenever it comes to remuneration. And that it's really much more than just finance or, or legal or, or something like this. And I would like to start with a question in the beginning and it so might sound stupid uh, in the first place, but, but it's, it's really not. Why is there something like remuneration at all? <laughs> you might say, yeah, it's because, uh, I mean, the people work, so they, they should earn money. I mean, that's why they work. Uh, really? Is that, is, that, is that the point? No. Yes, also. So I would like to start to, to, to look at the meaning of remuneration. Uh, we're going to see that there are a lot of meanings. Um, reward very often is, of course, the reason for work sometimes. People, people work because they want to receive the reward so that they can feed their families. That's clear. That does not surprise you. But sometimes, I mean, when we're going to talk about the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, very often reward is equal to work. Reward is work. Work is the reward. When you do something that you really love, I mean really love, If, if you really found your passion, if you do something that fits to your talent, then work is the reward. 
and and you find pleasure in what you do and and so 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 that's maybe not about money but but when money comes into play very often uh money becomes an extrinsic motivator as as we're going to see uh, and and then uh, this reward equals work uh might disappear uh if you if you would ask an economist why people receive rewards they would of course say well uh mm, that's simple i mean when people work they add value right I mean, that's that's work you add value you change a piece of wood into a chair that means adding value <laughs> uh you translate flowers into a bouquet that's that's adding value and if you want to add value this this value add has a price and and the price for adding value work is the reward it's a very economical um uh, a view on this some some companies have a completely different view on this uh saying reward is the precondition of work what does that mean that means that you assume that people like what they do they really like work and if they would win uh, a lottery Uh, and if you ask him, hey, what would happen if you would win a lottery and there would be no need anymore to work? You could you could lay in bed the entire day. There would be no reason to stand up in the morning. Wouldn't that be great? No. For most people, that would not be great. <laughs> and they would say, no, I mean, uh, I love my work. I love meeting my colleagues. I, I love having the purpose in my life. I I love to to add value to, to customers. I, I, I like to, to s s serve customers. Uh, and I learn. And I, so uh, there are a lot of things around work, which is not about money, but, but I need the money. <laughs> really i need the money so so reward is the precondition of work you get the money so that you can do the work i mean that's for instance with professors the case professors don't work for money at least that was never the idea and by the way professors uh in bracket uh very often smart people <laughs> uh they could earn much more when they would work in the industry really and and many professors did but they preferred being a professor so Uh, but they have to earn money it's not much you you receive so much money so that you can serve your you can you can you can feed your family so it's not that you earn the money because of your work you earn the money so that you can work where reward is the precondition of work then and another thing is that very often reward turns an activity into work that's a psychological thing i'm going to talk about the tom sawyer effect as you as you will see It could be that somebody does something voluntarily, just for fun. Yeah? But once you pay this person for doing it, from this moment on, the activity feels like work. Yeah? And very often, uh, feels like being less attractive, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, what I want you to take home from the beginning of this episode, whenever you think about remuneration, please do not just think in, in one direction. Uh, there, there are multiple meanings uh, around re reward and, and it's really beneficial if you, in your company, you think about the meaning of remuneration in your company. 
That's already a strategic thing. Of course, you have to pay the people. Uh, very often, you don't. I mean, in companies, yes, but but in some organizations, you don't. I mean, think about your communities. Think about the community you 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 are engaged in in the church, for instance, or in some social communities where you help neighbors, uh, poor people, or whatever. You, you don't earn any money, right? Uh, so. So think about this. What is the meaning of remuneration in in your company? That's uh, as I said, uh, uh, a strategic, a strategic um, idea. So when we think about remuneration, we have to take into consideration a lot of different things. A lot. I would say four things. Four. And and when you just focus on one thing, you you probably do a mistake, right? You, 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 I would not say that you fail, but, but probability is high that, that something in your remuneration system will not be okay, okay? So let me, let me walk through these four different things, factors, aspects, or however you name it, uh, that, that are relevant. And, and one for sure is, is, is something that many, many think of initially uh, is uh, whenever you, whenever you uh, remunerate people, whenever you pay salary, make sure that there is a sufficient level of, of equity or, or fairness. I mean, fairness, that's a, that's a fundamental moral uh, uh, basis people people are very sensitive and not not only people by the way also animals <laughs> really i mean you, you can you can there are thousands of experiments that shown when when you treat animals cats dogs apes when you treat them in an unfair way they get crazy they really get crazy they they they, they people want to be treated fair whatever that means so so there must be a balance between contribution on one side and remuneration on the other side. So really, we can, we can imagine this like a like a, a, a two-dimensional graph where maybe on the on the horizontal axis you have contribution, the level of contribution, and some people they they contribute less and some people contribute more. I mean, you always have this in every organization. Some do have less responsibility, some have more responsibility. Some people go the extra mile and some others don't. And some are, are very performant. Yeah? They perform extremely well and others do not. So there is always this kind of variation with regards to how much people contribute to the team success, to the company success, or whatever, okay? So this is one dimension, contribution, adding value. And the other dimension, you can imagine this as a vertical axe, uh, is compensation, yeah? the level of, of compensation. And, and the idea of, of fairness and equity is that both contribution and compensation is somehow balanced. Yeah? Okay, I mean... Uh, and and that, that, that applies for, for various means. So, for instance, let's say you have two employees, okay? Employee one and employee two. And let's say employee two um, contributes much more than employee one, okay? So, employee two is a high performer and employee one is a medium performer, let's say. Now, let's assume employee one, the medium performer, would earn more than the high performer, that would not be fair. 
That would not be fair. And both people, by the way, would see it if uh, compensation would be transparent. And that would make them feel not very well, okay? Or, or let's say uh, you you do a job, right? You do a job. And, uh, and one time, T1, let's say, you contribute less. And then over the time, you contribute more. Yeah? So your contribution, your performance increases over time. You might say, well, last, last year I just had this responsibility, but this year I have this level of responsibility and it's really much more than what I did last year. But let's assume the salary does not increase. You, you would feel this as being unfair, right? Or you can also compare two different jobs, let's say. Let's say uh, in job, job, job one and job two, They both uh, are go along with the same level of contribution. Yeah. In both jobs, you have the same level of responsibility. Let's say, right? Two different jobs, but in in one job, the compensation is higher than in the other job. Even though, as I said, the contribution is both is in both jobs the same. People would 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 experience this as as not fair. So, so there are various means when it comes to fairness and equity. So, uh, if somebody, if an employee contributes more, he or she also should earn more, right? If uh, a, one job is, is, goes along with more responsibility than another job, then the one with more responsibility uh, should lead to a higher level of compensation than the, the, the other one. Right? Or if you increase your responsibility from one time to another, then also compensation is supposed to increase. And if this is not the case, you feel that things are unfair. And, and uh, in the next episode, we're going to talk about this, how to translate this idea into, into real practice. Okay, so this is one thing, right? Fairness and equity. But here is another thing that comes that's really relevant whenever it comes to remuneration, and that's about motivation. Yeah. Uh, there are motivating or demotivating effects of remuneration on employees' performance and behavior. Yeah. It's not only as we will see that money always motivates, money can also demotivate. And that really depends on on, on the situation on the nature of the job or, or whatever. So 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 that's some but that's I mean that's a fundamental idea that we always had. When you when you ask when you ask managers, when you ask executives, hey, why do you remunerate people? I mean they very often they come up with the idea saying, well, yeah, well we do it because we want to motivate people. I and mean, money motivates. Does money re money really motivate? Hmm. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And you have to be careful here. Really. You have to be careful. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. And, and luckily, as, as we will see, there are a lot of studies around that, that, that have shown that in some circumstances, money can increase motivation dramatically. And in some other circumstances, money can kill motivation uh, dramatically. Uh, so, so better be careful. Yeah. So here you see, it's it's not a financial thing here. It's it's a psychological thing. Also, uh, and that goes a little bit along with that is is what 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 I name social dynamic. What is social dynamic? Social dynamic is something that happens between people, uh, between people, and money is something that is very much relevant when it comes to 
due leadership and organization and cooperation within and within teams. Money can determine, can affect the way leadership is perceived. Money can affect the extent to which people tend to cooperate or compete. Yeah, could also happen. So social dynamic is that different remuneration systems can affect the way people interact, collaborate, feel as being a team. So that's a more uh, a social, uh, psychological uh, uh, idea. And um, before I, I, I move to the fourth level, I, I, I would like to, the fourth idea, I would like to share with you a fundamental idea. Um, I mean, when, whenever people are really successful, whenever people show a high level of performance, right, then two factors always come into play. And that's, a, that's th probably the most simple psychological theory that we could get. When you, when you ask, why do people perform? Why? Then there are always two answers. At least two answers. And that's something you, you don't need to be a psychologist to understand this. It's people perform well because they are competent and motivated. They can and they want. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's simple. Yeah. Also, when you, when, when you think about low performers, as we did in an earlier episode, when you think about a low performer, I mean, the first question that you might 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 ask is: Is it that you can't, uh, that you that you could not, and that you would not? Well, what is the reason here? And, and the in the implicit idea is that always two factors must apply: motivation and competence. So, let's say both 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 levels are are low low motivation low competence then you have people who are not motivated and not competent i mean that's the last thing that you want right people who are not motivated and not competent wow that's <laughs> nearly useless right uh, no we want to have the opposite we want to have people who are motivated and competent so When we think about these two dimensions, motivation and competence, now let's ask the question, what can money do to these two factors, right? And let's start with, with motivation. Um, of course, remuneration, maybe something like variable pay, pay for performance, contingent reward, or however we name it, could, I say could, could have an effect on motivation. So sometimes you say, okay, when the people are not motivated, so simply pay them more and then they are more motivated. It, that could work. It could work under some circumstances. But, you know, the implicit, the implicit assumption here, and that's crucial here, the implicit assumption here is that when, when you pay people for motivation is that you assume that the people by nature are not motivated, that they do not give their best. Only then... You use money as a motivator. If the people are fully motivated already and you pay them money, variable pay, for instance, contingent reward, to boost their motivation, it will not work. It will really not. I mean, so let's think of, a, let's think of somebody who plays golf, yeah, like myself. So I... You understood that I love to play golf, so I always have examples like this. So when I'm on a tour tournament, 
When I'm on a tournament and I play golf, you can assume that I give my best. I cannot not do give my best. I have to. Really, I'm hey, sorry, I'm in a tournament. <laughs> really, I'm motivated, motivated to the best possible extent. There is there is there is no potential for more motivation anymore. I'm fully motivated. And if somebody would came across saying, Armin, uh, I pay you 10,000 euro or dollar or whatever uh, so that you perform better, this will have no effect at all because I already give my best. Also, I mean, with this episode, I, I'm now performing. You know, I'm sitting here I'm producing this episode in, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, I do my best. Really, I do my best. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm so 100% committed to produce a good series. It, it's not a perfect series. I, I, I know, uh, you, but I give my best. Really, I do. And if somebody would come across saying, hey, Armin, I give you 10,000 euro to do it even better. I could not. I could not. I give my best already. So that's the idea. If you want to motivate people by money, you always assume that they are not fully motivated. That sometimes is cynical. That sometimes is cynical. But still, Money could, in some circumstances, motivate. Now, that's the motivation factor. Now, let's look at the competence factor. Competence cannot be increased with money. Really not. Really not. I mean, uh, I, mean I ask you, can, you, can you play Stairway to Heaven on the guitar? I know that some of you can, I know, but most of you probably could not. And can you can you can you play Stairway to Heaven on the guitar? You know this legendary song from Led Zeppelin. Can you do it? Uh, you might say no, I can't. And I say okay, I offer you ten thousand dollar, ten thousand euro if you do it. You still can't, cannot do it. it. Money cannot change your capabilities. Really not. Competence is nothing that you can buy. Whatever you pay, money does not make the people better. That is a, I know that you understand it. It's a, it's a very simple idea, but but from what we see in practice, I mean, very often I, I have the feeling that this fundamental idea is never understood. You cannot change the competence with money. But what can you do with money? With money, you can make sure that you hire the best. So it's not about it's not about making people better it's about getting competent people on board this is the role of remuneration here it's 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 only about acquisition and loyalty so if you want to have competent people you have to pay them appropriately that's the idea here and it's not about motivation please see this point it's about acquisition okay Compensation, remuneration could have an effect on acquisition and loyalty. Okay, so really, uh, that's important. That's important. Okay, so that leads me to the to the final to the final idea about remuneration, which as I as I have outlined now, it's about acquisition and loyalty. Uh, it's the significance of compensation in attracting and retaining employees. So, uh, to sum it up, um, four themes, four ideas 
are always relevant whenever we think about remuneration. Really four. The first one is equity and fairness. Make sure that, the, that whatever you pay, it is fair. Uh, otherwise, you will primarily demotivate people if you don't, right? Uh, then the motivation per se. Motivation can, under some circumstances, really increase motivation, but only under some circumstances. Then the third idea is social dynamics. Make sure that remuneration affects the people in a way as you want, want it to do. So, so and we're going to talk about this. If you want to have teamwork, don't pay something like individual pay for performance. Better don't do this because remuneration has an effect on social collaboration, communication, group cohesion, uh, leadership, and, and all the things. And the fourth idea is acquisition and loyalty. Remuneration can really have an effect on whether or not you're going to hire competent people and keep them, retain them. Okay, so that's a starter. And as I know, it's it's a it's a it's a, it was a short episode. Uh, it's an episode that just uh, was supposed to provide a kind of first thought around remuneration. And in the next two episode. Uh, I will I will look at two fundamental ideas of of remuneration. The first one will be base pay. Base pay will be uh, the first episode after this one, and in the following episode, after the next one, we're going to talk about pay for performance. Okay, so that's for the moment. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Bye. <laughs>